We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Roto Grinders, Underdog Best Ball fans, welcome to Underdog Fantasy Draft Live. That's what we are doing today. I'm Dan Bach. We got Eric Beinfor with us here today, and we are going to be drafting, hopefully, against you. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, the draft has already started. Now, you got to follow us on social media. We told you that we were going to start at noon, so you should have known that and jumped in the best ball mania with us. And, uh, and we're going to draft this live on screen, talk about our picks, have some fun here today. And I promised whoever would be in the six hole would get one of these awesome Roto Grinders, 10 years of DFS t-shirts. So it looks like Mr. Tomato, Tomato, whoever you are, um, send me a DM. We'll hook you up with a t-shirt. Eric, welcome, man. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. I just took Saquon Barkley, so we're off to a good start. You got one dot two, and uh, yeah. that's a that's a pretty easy spot there because super um, easy. Yeah, it's about the easiest spot that you can get because <laughs> I think it's pretty clear it's one uh, or two. I'm actually up in four picks. I'm picking at one dot nine. Not my favorite spot here, but if you haven't uh, gotten in on the underdog best ball fantasy, make sure you download that app. You can also play on the desktop. Uh, this is $25. You're talking about a million-dollar prize pool, 200 k to first place. And, uh, and hey, I, I don't know about you, Eric. Uh, I haven't done this yet this season, but nothing better to do to kind of go on a walk, go on the elliptical, spend 40 minutes drafting a team, and get a little bit of workout. So here I am. I'm on the clock here at 1.9, and – Oh man, this is like this is a terrible spot. Um, and I'm coming up on it. Oh man, I don't even like Joe Mixon, and I took Joe Mixon. This is this is not a good start to the draft, Eric. When you when you're starting taking players that you don't like, yeah. What are your thoughts on him? So I am kind of bullish on Mixon in general, but 
I, I never end up taking him because if I don't get one of the top three picks, I'm almost always – I'm getting a little bit uh, torn on maybe four or five spot. But if I get, you know, six through the end of the first, I'm always taking a wide receiver. So um, I haven't I haven't gotten any of Mixon and, like, Miles Sanders and Drake and those guys. I'm just not getting them because I'm taking wide receivers. Yeah, you know, yesterday I did this draft, and uh, I, I went – and it's it's hard to do this year – but I said to myself, I was picking like 1.9, um, and I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. I'm going to take Tyreek, then mm-hmm. I'm going to get Kelsey on the way back, and then I'm going to cross my fingers that Mahomes falls <laughs> to me and I can get the Chiefs stack. That was pretty doable last year. Yeah. It was not even close. I was like six, seven picks away from getting Mahomes. So um, I know we love stacking in this format, but that one's really been hard to get on underdog, I think. It's been really hard for me. I've tried, I've almost given up trying. Yeah. Like I stopped taking Tyreek now because I can't, I can't ever, ever get it. Uh, somebody was always taking Mahomes in like the early third or something. So, so I just haven't been able to do it. So I end up taking like more Julio, um, you know, Julio Devante, something like that uh, in that spot over, over Tyreek now. So, um, but I've tried, <laughs> I've tried more times than I care to admit. And I think I did it once. Yeah, and, it, and it's you know it's not like it's a it's a horrible thing to necessarily have yeah. those two chiefs, but I know you and I both are in on team stack it up um, the best you can, and yeah. uh, when you have your top two picks and you don't have any stacking options with them, it's it's kind of goes against your your philosophy. But you kind of just have to like just take a run at it and and, yeah. and see if it falls your way because I just don't think there's going to be a lot of those teams in this draft. Um, mm-hmm. Again, underdog fantasy. The makers of uh, Draft are kind of behind this. Of course, that app went by the wayside. And uh, we're playing the Best Ball Mania tournament. If 25 is too much, they just added the bubble. It's a $5 version of this as well. Same kind of format where you have playoffs. And uh, and the one difference is uh, the top two teams get through in each league as opposed to last year where it was just the top team. Eric, you are on the clock now with your second pick. Um Tough, All right, tough, let's see what you tough, do here. Tough, tough spot. I like a lot of these wide receivers, like at the end of this end of the second round. Um, but I think the guy I'm most most bullish on is Juju. That is a way. Um, that's that's way above ADP right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it, so go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I'm I'm. Super bullish on the the Steelers offense, um, and I'm super out on some of these other stud wide receivers. So I'm trying to get as much juju as I can. It's <laughs> it, hopefully it works out as well last year. But this is kind of what I did with Chris Godwin last year. I was just that was my guy. Um, I thought he was going to have a monster season, and so I just wanted to get as much exposure as I can. And you know, if he failed, I was gonna <laughs> I was just gonna lose. Um, but I'm okay. That's kind of how I approach um, these drafts. I'm trying to draft, I'm trying to max it out and I'm trying to get as much exposure to the players that I, you know, am really high on as, as I can. All right. Well, I'm curious to see who you take here before I kind of bust your chops here a little bit um, <laughs> on, on your philosophy um, yeah. and not the philosophy as much as the execution. Yeah. So uh, you went with Alan Robinson. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Okay, I won't get on you too much because I believe Robinson – because here's the thing that 
like it or not, people are a slave to this order here. Mm -hmm. Like I'm guilty of it sometimes too, especially when I panic pick and it's just like, okay, I'll pick (laughs) the the top guy. But um, was Robinson lower than Juju on this list? I have Juju like once. um, Um, On not your list, on on the list. Because that was Uh, the point I was trying to make is I felt like Juju, there was zero chance Juju was going to be selected in your third round, in your third round spot. Yeah. Because you're and, and, picking like four later. So I have seen, and maybe um, you've seen a little bit differently. So Juju is two picks ahead on ADP of, of a Rob. And I have started to see Juju like fly up. I used to be able to get Juju, you know, late third, maybe even he'd slide into the fourth. And now he's flying out at the, at, at early third. So I, I do, you know, see what you're saying since I had an early third round pick. Um, but I, I am like, just take my guys kind of guy. I like all, like all those wide receivers kind of yeah. after Juju are pretty similar to me, Thielen and, and DJ Moore. And those guys are all pretty similar, but I have Juju above them. So I'm just, I'm just, like I said, I'm just taking them and, uh, trying to get as much as I can. Well, uh, I'm on the clock here. Uh, and lo and behold, uh, Lamar Jackson is still sitting on the board. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talk in the fantasy community, whether or not it's, you know, where do you take this guy? I mean, if he put mm-hmm. the season together that he had last year, you're probably okay taking him in the third round, not especially late third round. Um, and I'm up against it. My phone is buzzing. And as I talked about before, when I panic pick, I just usually take the top guy, and that was Lamar Jackson. So that's the route that I'm going with on this. And, and it's funny because I build my teams a kind of uh, accordingly like how these first couple of rounds go because I think you and I have talked about this before. You're probably not winning or losing um, in your portfolio from these first three picks you make. I think it probably has more to do with what you do in the later rounds to complement them. Definitely. Uh, and I think it's more about kind of not even necessarily like who you pick later, but how you construct your, your team later. Um, all these guys are studs, right? Like the four first four rounds, like, like I prefer Juju or whatever, but if you preferred TJ Moore, like, eh, that's fine. I don't, I don't think that that really matters that much. Um, with uh, Peter Overzet yesterday and that that was more so what we spent time talking about is keeping that like he always uses the word optionality but keeping that you know flexibility as you build your team as opposed to really focusing on ADP or 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 that kind of that kind of stuff that I think a lot of people over like overanalyze a question in chat somebody says um for the tournament best ball realistically can a group of 12 people just team up and let one person get all the good players um historically they have safeguards on this where they they basically are comparing the adps of players and if things get out of whack they'll just void the tournament now last year on draft and this is mean something i've been meaning to kind of tweet about um last year on draft there were some wonky drafts there was a lot of wonky drafts what i mean by that is you'd have one guy end up drafting like seven quarterbacks or seven tight ends in, in like one QB, like just really nonsensical builds. And um, I mean, I always wanted to be in these drafts because I always felt like it's an advantage because this one less guy completely have to worry about. 
But it also made me wonder, like, how many of these are happening and why is this happening? We never really got a a firm answer on that. But I will say, and I want to hear your experiences, in 20-some-odd drafts that I've done here, I've yet to see that trend manifest at all so far. I haven't seen it once in – I did a draft this morning that was like my – 30th or 30, somewhere in the 30s. Um, I haven't seen one yet. And I, I feel like I saw it a little more often than I would have liked last year. Yeah, I just remember, you know, you and I and other people engaging in like threads on Twitter where we were, we were definitely talking about it every other week or something. So I haven't seen it yet. So that's, that's a positive sign. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, no joke. Divine Ozigbo was like the first overall pick on <laughs> one of my drafts that I did last year. And you can't fat finger Divine o- o- Ozigbo. Like, you just can't <laughs> do it. So uh, clearly something was a bit haywire there. So um, the good thing is I haven't really seen that take place. And, uh, and, and you know, the, the thing to remember, too, is um, – you know, winning your 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 division or fin- getting into the playoffs is great. You know, it's going to help kind of your ROI here. But ultimately, how you perform when you get to the playoffs is how you make money in this. And that's what yeah. we're trying to kind of concentrate on. All right, what'd you go with your next pick? So I kind of hated what just happened. But uh, <laughs> when I got to, what is that, 4.11? Yeah, 4.11, both the Seahawks wide receivers were there. And that's a stack I'm really interested in trying to to get on um I actually you know, we were talking about the Chiefs stuff I tried to do maybe last week I tried to do and I posted it on Twitter I tried to do a Chiefs stack because I took Tyreek and Kelsey and I got sniped from Mahomes. and then the Seahawks wide receivers were there so I just took Lockett and Metcalf back to back um and then I was I was able to get Russ a little bit later and I'm, I'm really high on that stack because it's just so concentrated between Russ and those guys so I tried to get that just now, um, but of course I wasn't able to get DK Metcalf. So I only got Lockett, and then I, I came back with Steph Diggs, who I'm um, I'm honestly so so like he's he's fine. He's a yeah. good player. Yeah, I'm really so so on it, but I'm just kind of bullish on the Bills. Um, I like Josh Allen, so it, it's just kind of keeping my options open for for how I want to set up my team. Like I can, I can stack the bills or I can stack the Seahawks. I can stack, you know, I I can still stack everybody that I've drafted. All right. I I don't even know what I'm doing because drafting and talking is a mess. And, um, (laughs) and, and yeah, I just drafted Mark Ingram, which is, is interesting because I also drafted, um, Mm. Uh, Lamar Lamar Jackson. So kind of eating up that running equity. But the sad thing is, J.K. Dobbins could easily be the guy who scores like the most touchdowns there. And do I really want to take three of these Baltimore guys? Right. We'll see if I want to go there. It's not an impossibility. Again, I'm, I'm trying to go outside the box here. And it didn't help that my boy Head Chopper, uh, <laughs> Chop Daddy, by the way, in the old uh, YouTube chat, interesting, uh, interesting name there, Chopper, um, ended up taking uh, Marquise uh, Brown, which – doesn't really bother me all that much. Uh, all right, I'm back on the clock here. And the question is, uh, I got Jackson, Mixon, Ingram, Devontae Adams, Terry McLaurin. Uh, Andrews is already out. I really don't like how early he's going. You know, I, I'm going to do it. I mean, screw it. I'm, I'm just taking J.K. Dobbins. So any runny, uh, you know, if Gus Edwards is the, is the top dog there for the <laughs> Ravens, uh, this team is 100% a loser. But I actually cover a lot of bases here, 
And the one thing, the conclusion I'm coming to here on doing these drafts, Eric, is running back gets pretty ugly. I think it gets pretty ugly pretty quick. Like, I feel yeah, like there's definitely wide receivers you can get in, in rounds 14 through 18 that can actually produce for you and, and could even be like a, a top 30 wide receiver. Like overall, just a guy mm-hmm. under the radar, rookie, somebody like that. There's the running backs when you get to that level are just trash. I mean, maybe you'll get a, a, a pop of a week from a guy like Lynn Bowden or something, but for the most part, it, there's nobody at that range that I feel is is has any chance to to kind of be an every week contributor. I to- I totally agree. So I think that's where like really approaching it hyper fragile is really important in these, especially in this tournament, in a regular 12 team league, maybe not as much, but in these tournaments, I want to like hammer a few running backs early and then move away. Or I want to, you know, zero RB it, which like I had a top three pick here. So I'm going to take Saquon and then I'm not really going to take, um, running backs for a while and then just hammer all the like backups essentially from rounds eight to 13 because everybody else will be drafting their wide receivers and quarterbacks and stuff there. And um, I'm drafting, you know, Tony Pollard and Latavius Murray and, and, and those kind of guys. Yeah. And especially now, like, I think there's a case to be made with a, a top guy like, like Saquon or Zeke or, or, or Elliot, where you grab a second one, instead of maybe mm-hmm. going like four wide, like in one of those other wide receiver spots, maybe you take a running back and then you can legitimately kind of step back. Um, I don't hate that move. Um, the problem is like where you're at now is, and he just took Josh Allen there. Or, mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. There we go. So you got, I lo- you know, that was what I was going to say before is when you took digs is I, I knew there was a Josh Allen pick coming. Yeah. Way. Cause he's, I ha- and that's I an ultimate parent. It's, you know, last year, <laughs> maybe it won't work out, but last year, you know, Josh Allen to John Brown and, and Cole Beasley really was just a, a moneymaker for super cheap. This is a little bit more expensive, but I think it has even more more upside. And I, I don't actually really think people are stacking that that very much. Like, it, it's not a no. super sexy, even though Josh Allen is a really great fantasy asset and digs is awesome it's not something that people view like as sexy as a stack so that's another one that i'm trying to i'm trying to get on even though like we talked about i'm not like in love with digs in the fifth round but i just think it's a really really high upside stack that people aren't targeting it's yeah it's a contrarian one i mean we we talk about that and you know it's it's funny because i i don't know if anybody i certainly haven't jumped into all the data from last year's draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that the app isn't available sucks because yeah. you can go back and, and look at all that stuff. Right. But the one prevailing theme was what was the team that you kind of needed to have last year that ended up winning all the money? Mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins, Devontae yep. Parker went yep. freaking crazy. And if you had Fitzger- Fitz- Fitzpatrick and, and Devontae Parker, you were, you were in the driver's seat. Um, all right, I'm up at, um, uh, let's see, seventh round. I'm uh, probably looking wide receiver here. Tight end's not bad. Uh, all right, I can take M- Mecole. Maybe a little bit early for him, but I do think there's a chance he has a breakout season this year. Um, it, it, you know, 
injury aside or suspensions, whatever happens, happens. But the, the, that was a guy last year who I feel like should have had like three or four more touchdowns than he had either on passes that were just – that they just missed him on, that he had beaten the yeah. defender by like five steps or in ones that he's, he dropped that he beat the defender by <laughs> five steps. So, um, again, was he second-year – wide receiver here like this yeah. is dj chark all over again maybe we'll see yeah that's that, that dj chark with patrick mahomes as his quarterback that would be yeah that is true um all right we'll get some more we'll let, take a look at some of these other teams here in a moment if you got any questions in the youtube chat uh send them our way happy to uh to talk a little bit about those again underdog fantasy available ios android and on the desktop um gonna be doing these all summer long it's just a ton of fun okay back on the clock here uh, Slayton is an absolute no. Ruggs is an absolute no. I could take John Brown to totally screw your stack, but I won't do that to you, Eric. Um, tight end, you know, I take a guy who I really, well, really like this year. It's it's a little bit early. Might have been able to wait and get him around later, but Hayden Hurst, uh, he was a bad last year, you know, in a role with Mark Andrews. Now he goes to Atlanta, who we saw Austin Hooper have a breakout season last year. And you've got the great receivers on the outside. So it's not like you can just throw another defender there on on Hurst. I mean, it feels like this is a guy who could bust out and be like a top five tight end that uh, I would say people didn't see coming, but um, people maybe not are accounting for as much as they should. So a little bit of a I'll take. I totally agree. Um He's he's one guy I found myself getting a little bit more back. So it's been a little while, but Jamino and I did the very initial like best ball rankings yeah. uh, for for the site, and I think Hayden Hurst was the biggest gap from where we had him ranked and and ADP. You know, like I don't think he was top five tight end, but he was certainly in the top ten and and you know hovering uh, closer to the top five. And he's going as he was going as like fifteenth tight end or something at the time. He's come yeah. up a little bit. But I don't really get that if Austin Hooper, he's not any better than Hayden Hurst. I don't really no. get why, why, why Hurst is going so late. Yeah. All right. You're on the clock. Head chopper mm. just went and took uh, Deshaun Jackson. That's an early pick on Deshaun. Um, Deshaun Jackson and Marquise Brown. Somebody's playing the best ball game for sure. His name's Head Chopper. Those big splash weeks. Uh, Evan Ingram. I, I thought about him. I thought about him. I like him. I, the, the health concern is just like yeah. such. I mean, you can't really account for it when you're when you're doing these best balls, and you know that's why you draft depth or whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, if he stays healthy, could have a an absolute monster year. But it's just been a, such a big issue for him. It's definitely um, but, one one thing I'm bad about. It. Like I don't know how to account for injuries. Like you know, I, I've yeah. read stuff like other people have. Um, you know about recurring injuries and all different stuff, and I. I just mostly ignore it. Um, so now I end up with probably more Evan Ingram and then he's going to get hurt again and now I'm going to be screwed. But how are you? Um, okay. So I'm looking at your team here. You mm-hmm. have got uh, two quarterbacks. You're obviously not going to draft that position. I think anytime right. soon um, wide receivers, you're sitting on five. You've got Barkley at running back and then Evan Ingram now. Kind of in the little giant stack there too. I didn't even uh, think about that when you when you took Ingram that you already had Barkley. Um, are you ready to start diving into running back, or uh, are you going to wait? 
Yeah. So this is, this is about where I almost always will start really hammering running backs, just like hammer all these guys, all these, these, you know, quote unquote backups um, starting. And then I guess they're not technically all backups like carry on and, and Brita and, and are not backups, but like all that from, from carry on on. And uh, I, I was taking <laughs> Darius Geis, which, so I have a bunch of Ooh. dead teams. Um, yeah. <laughs> carry, carry on Brita, Latavius, etc. This is how, this is why I like to have a top three pick because then I can get that one running back. And now I just got to hit on one of these guys, you know, if Kamara gets hurt or if the uh, Dalvin gets hurt or, or whatever, I just got to hit once. Um, and then I feel pretty good about my team. All right. Uh, I'm coming up here picking next kind of one running back, but there's not too much there. I don't need it. I've got, basically have a, a whole backfield set up there in, in Baltimore, and then I've got a mix-in. So I'll probably hold off there and, and grab a wide receiver here. This is a tough little spot. Um, again, I, I don't I, I don't hate the pick. I mean, Mike Williams, um, it's interesting because if you look at him, he his touchdowns just regressed so dramatically last year from 10 – until all the way down to two but the answer's somewhere in the middle because he still had a thousand yards receiving he still was a little shy of 100 targets he's still going to be a a guy that they look to in the end zone obviously Philip Rivers isn't chucking we don't know how that's going to look did you watch Hard Knocks last night by any chance I haven't watched it yet but I'm going to watch it later today okay I mean Justin Herbert throws a nice ball that's all I'm going to say I mean a little bit early to be speculating he throws a nice (laughs) ball but Um, but I'm fine at that point in time. He's, you know, my, my wide receiver four, and now I'm back on the clock again. Uh, Let's see what we got here. Are you, um, hmm. okay. I'm going to go Latavius here. He's the safest of the bunch. Are you on Brita over Howard? Yes, you are. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. Strong or like strong. Yeah. Why? Brita's a lot better at football. Okay. That's always a good uh, answer. It's, it's, I mean, I'm fully ready to get burned for like the 10th consecutive season of a coach that loves Jordan Howard and keeps, <laughs> I mean, every year I take whoever is in the backfield with him and it doesn't work. But um, I, I also feel like that team can't be the team that just grinds Jordan Howard. You know, they got better and they got better on defense, but you know, on the Eagles and teams like that, they were so good that you could kind of just grind Jordan Howard for most of the game. But I don't think that the Dolphins can do that, and he's not going to catch a bunch of passes. So I'm willing to yeah. bet on a little bit of a little bit of Brita upside. Well, he is available for you right now if you want to go that route. And I do think it worked out nice. And uh, so there you go. You got your second quarterback or your second running back, and uh, we'll take a look at Eric's team right here. Uh, double stack of Buffalo, Russell Wilson with Tyler Lockett. Um, will you look to a Seattle tight end later to go yeah. as your third wheel there? So that's what I like about um, a stack like that is I certainly don't love uh, – who is it, Olsen that is uh, – yeah. yeah, Olsen in Seattle. I mean, I'm not – I'm certainly not excited about him, but I have Evan Ingram – 
and then um, just tossing on like everybody is just drafting off ADP at the end and I'm drafting off of, okay, how can I just complete a stack with an extra, extra guy? Because the, the week that Olsen randomly catches two touchdowns, it's going to be way more important for me to have them when I have Russ and Lockett. All right. Let's see what we got here. I'm coming up and uh, this is getting interesting. What do I want to do here? Here's my squad. Probably going to go another wide receiver here. And all right. Taking some Brishad Perriman. He's definitely a guy that uh, maybe a little early on that, but there might be a method to that madness if uh, if things play out like I would hope. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, none of these guys right here are sure things at this point in time. He looks great at the end of last season. Sam Darnold, any good? That's probably going to be, you know, depending on it. But I mean, he kind of fills that role that Robbie Anderson had last year. Crowder's not going to change much. Mims is going to come in with no, uh, with nothing in the preseason. So uh, I'm okay with that pick. I think I think the Jets are a pretty interesting cheap cheap stack. Got frozen, Dan. All right, let's see if we can still see his app. That's good. He can, Dan, Dan can uh, just be the, the man behind the uh, curtain here for us. So I am up in four picks. Tomato, the uh, free swag winner, is on the clock. All right. I'm sorry about that, fellas. That is I'm back. quite all right. Um, so I don't know. You probably didn't see that. My question to you was, was it Chase Edmonds or Damian Harris? I took Chase Edmonds. Would you, I'm, would you concur? Yeah, definitely prefer Chase Edmonds. I mean, we've seen what Chase Edmonds can do if he gets, if he gets a chance to, to play, if Drake gets hurt or something, I love Chase Edmonds. And just a, just a word of wisdom to future video podcasters, whatever the hell you want to call what we're doing here right now. <laughs> When you plug in your internet, turn off your Wi-Fi. Because if you don't, you will still be on the Wi-Fi. And if it sucks like mine, you will drop mid-show and look like a complete donkey. So, um, you know, this is a learning situation for for all the the future potential broadcasters out there. Um, Again, uh, we're joined again by Eric Beimfor. I'm Dan Bach. This is underdog fantasy best ball draft live we're going to be doing these twice a week we'll get another one coming up i think tomorrow with stevie and um and crane so uh, don't miss out on that these best ball manias it's a ton of fun it's a great thing to do to kind of distract you move some time and maybe win some money because i'll tell you this the other thing that i really loved about this was you know you deposit your money you're doing these drafts and then when it's all over you get a huge payout at the end of the year hopefully you know, even yeah. if you don't win the whole thing, you know, you're, you're getting something dropped in your account all at one big chunk. So that's kind of nice. Okay, you're back on the clock, and you rolled with Preston Williams. I like that. The problem is I'm having with the Dolphins is we like to stack, 
And that's a tough stack to do, especially in an 18 um, roster spot format like underdog is. Uh, is it worth taking Fitzpatrick and Tua? Because I feel like that's kind of what you have to do if you want to stack. That's the problem I've had because I actually would like to stack the Dolphins. I think Devontae is going a little higher than I would like to take him, but that's okay if, if I really wanted to stack the Dolphins. But, yeah, I, I, I mean – I, th- I think Fitzpatrick plays m- most of the year, but, you know, if they're losing, they're, there's no reason to keep running them out there. Is Tua healthy? I, you know, there's just a lot of uncertainty, and, and there are other good stacks out- outside of them that I just don't end up getting any of them. Yeah, and I, I, I'll i do it a little bit, especially if Parker drops, and he will he will drop in drafts. Like, I've seen that that happen. Um, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna go out of the uh, – the Eric Bimefor playbook here and just completely overdraft Steven Sims to go with yes. my uh, Terry McLaurin pick. That was funny yesterday. <laughs> huh? your, your, your tweet was good. I can, I, I, I have stacked the uh, Washington football team more probably than anybody in this, in this thing. And that was the first time I've ever got, I got sniped for Sims actually. And, and McLaurin, of course, but uh Haskins that that was a first somebody sniping me for Dwayne Haskins in like the 15th round yesterday was wild well let me ask you this is there any concern that he's not the guy or you just and and I'm because I'm especially like Alex Smith reports of him like legitimately coming back and what an amazing story that would be if he came back and 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 had a role um I'm on the on the clock here real quick and what uh, we're around 14 here god i hate paris campbell i don't want to take him why do you hate paris campbell all right i'll take him then um because I, I think michael pittman jr is better better wide receiver but well that's fair that's that's a that's a different story um so is there like what level of concern do you have that it's not Haskins here, um, especially with like new coaching staff coming in? Definitely, yeah. And the new organization—I mean, it's a shit show in uh, yeah. in Washington. So definitely some concern, but he's going to get every opportunity, um, you know. And if like that's the thing—if he sucks, if he if he's really awful for the first six weeks, my Haskins teams were never probably going to win anything anyway. Um, so, you know, because if he's that bad, then McLaurin's probably not very good, and Sims certainly isn't very good if Haskins is that bad. But I, I think he could t- – you know, there's some reports, typical off-season fluff, but there's yeah. Cole Beasley. Who, who's taking Cole Beasley? <laughs> that was Chopper. Head Chopper completely God. just owning you on this draft right here with a <laughs> Cole Beasley pick. Unbelievable. That's funny. Cole oh, man <laughs> that hurts did you have him queued up yeah i i had uh i had him queued up so now i'm way reaching because i'm throwing... hey the the fluff is saying mckinnon's uh is is looking great so there you um, go but, yeah so 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 back to the, the the washington thing you know they're saying that Haskins looks a lot better. You know, he was kind of pudgy and everything, and he's gotten in shape and, and working out with the guys and all that. So, you know, I, I'm willing to, to dabble in these crappy cheap stacks like that. Oh boy, this is gross. Yeah, and it's funny because I've, I've preached a lot of stacks, but I don't have a lot of 
stacks going just because of the way that this draft has kind of uh, has worked its way out. But, you know, as I, as I roll closer here, um, this is my, my opportunity to, to potentially go that route. So uh, we'll see what's available out there. Hmm. Let's see. I mean, I've got see some of my receivers. I mean, I'm almost. So where do you fall on three quarterbacks, three, three tight ends? It's, it's a good question. Uh, so I think it's a little bit dependent on how, how your draft goes. Um, I think you and I talked about this a little bit last year where you were a lot heavier on three quarterbacks than I was. And the more I've thought about it, I do think it makes a lot of sense, but like, you know, like you took Lamar and I took two like premium quarterbacks. I definitely wouldn't do it in those cases, but if you, you know, if you start with like, I don't know, which this happens to me. Sometimes you start with Jimmy G or, or something like that. Then, you know, I'm taking Jimmy G and Teddy and Haskins or something. Um, I think, I think it's smart to do that. Um, but that's the that's the only time I'm taking three. Yeah. I think that's, um, I think that's a pretty good time to do it. Like, again, if you're, if you, if you punt on the position, um, I mean, even look at where we are now, the 15th round, Goff, Cousins, Rivers, Darnold, Haskins, you know, Bridgewater. I mean, you can mm-hmm. easily just get three of these guys in a row. Oh, yeah. And are you that bad off? I don't I don't think so, especially if you're if you're if you're pairing them up with guys that uh, you've already drafted. I really want to take Jared. I think Jared Goff is the right pick here, but I'm a mm-hmm. man of of my stacking ways here. So uh let me Okay, good. We don't have five. I'm going to take Sam Darnold. I was trying to get um, Herndon to go with Breeshot, and somebody took Herndon on me, so I, I didn't get him as my backup. But um, I don't know. I tried the Darnold experiment last year. It didn't help when the season started that he missed the first, what, six games for Mono right. or whatnot. So he's still only, like, what, 22 maybe? Like he's I, I don't think he's young. bad. Yeah. Yeah. I tried last I year. Think... Remember, remember draft last year when they did the mid-season ones? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, the, the mid-season. Oh man, I wasted so much money on Sam Darnold and the and the Jets on that because Darnold was like they had the super easy schedule and he was going in like the fifteenth round and yeah, it was. It, I just donated twenty five dollars. All right. Um, who do you like better on a stack, Mims or Boykin? You got five seconds. Ooh. Uh, Boykin. Okay. I'm with you. That's where I was leaning anyway. Um, just to get something there with my, Malar, uh, with my, uh, Lamar stack. And, and I, and I had a lot of him last year. He scored mm-hmm. three touchdowns. Didn't really do all that much, but, um, again, second year wide receiver. Like this is the year they're supposed to take the leap. They didn't, uh, there's some talk. They might get Antonio Brown, but uh, I'll believe it when I see it. So, and the, He's out for what eight weeks or whatever. Yeah, so. eight weeks. He's still on the board out there. Um, it's definitely falling into the range where I think you could take a shot on Antonio Brown. He, he was going way too high for a while. Yeah, uh, but na- now I think at the end, like you said, these guys are all dart throws, and and if you if he does do something in the you know in playoff time, it's worth it. Yeah, all the way. Um, all right, so five running backs is the number I've I've got today. Um, I'm okay with it. I should probably add one more just based on two have three of my five have the same bye week. It's not something like I'm not a bye week slave, 
by mm-hmm. any by any measure. But I do think not paying attention to it can easily cause, especially with the way these things these this kind of works. Um, it's still like total points. Like it's yeah. not like you're winning a week. So people will say, "Oh, it's one week. Who cares?" Well, you, you one cr- one total dog shit week can totally just crush you on the standings. This isn't like season long where um, you play head to head and you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have one week where all my guys are on by and I probably lose, but guess what? The other weeks I'm, I'm, I'm loaded up. This Mm -hmm. is best ball. It doesn't work that way. It's total amount of points you have through that 13 weeks. So uh, I think it's important to, to, to keep your eye on that. Yeah. It's, it's really tough. I think like, you can see both sides like, okay, it's, it's one weekend as long as you're not drawn a zero. Um, but you, you know, could be it. with injuries so yeah, easily. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Especially yeah, injuries and, and <laughs> COVID. I mean, there's so yeah. much uncertainty this year. Yeah. I mean that, and that's, that's the strategy that I kind of love in building these teams is trying to, mm-hmm. you know, it's sometimes even figure it out on the fly too, because no two builds you ever do are going to be the same which I absolutely love. It's kind of the daily fantasy thing where every day is different, but every draft you go into is going to take a turn one way or another. And it's just like, what theme do you want to build within that team? And I think that's just a lot of fun here. Um, I agree. So, uh, all right, we're on, we're probably going to, we're going to get through this draft for the entire show. That's great. That's what happens when you start on time. Again, be on the lookout again for another one of these coming up, uh, I believe tomorrow. Um, and, uh, Thrown again some swag. Tomato, you're the dude who gets the shirt. So uh, hit me up on, on the old Twitter machine if you're watching this, and we will take care of you. Why no team have a bye week on week 12, but some have on week 13? Good question. Good question. Call Roger. Call <laughs> Roger. Um, but this runs through week 13, right? The, yes. the regular season, I believe. So all yes. bye weeks should fall within that uh, – Yeah that side of things which is nice last year it was dip, it uh the first round had buys didn't it last year i don't believe so no i don't i, I think it was it was the mid-season ones that they ran, oh yeah remember yeah. Yep. the, the yep. full season ones did not but the mid-season ones which i'm sure underdog is going to do and those were a lot of fun because you had to weigh the value of having a guy <laughs> with their bye week already pass versus somebody whose bye week has uh has is going to fall into you know, the, the, the playing period here. All right. Last pick. See it. Uh, I need another tight end bad. Jeez. Cause I only got one. Um, let's see. All right. <laughs> you, you just snickered cause you didn't seem to uh, like what's left here. I got a little Tyler Eifert here. Uh, he's a starter, um, you know, played with the uh, offensive coordinator out there in Cincinnati, uh, I don't know. You can do worse than him. And you're a there. Homer. You go. That's my squad. And also, Joshua yeah. Kelly. I do not mind in a round seventeen flyer. There's, there's a definite chance that you know, I mean, Eckler's going to be the guy, but somebody else is going to run the ball. Jo- mm-hmm. J- Justin Jackson's been there for a while. Kelly was a you know we've seen rookies kind of jump out of there, so I don't mind that one. So real quick, when we go through this, I'm gonna gonna go through our teams. And I want to hear your least favorite pick from your squad. And then I'll give my least favorite pick from my squad. Antonio Brown. There you go, head chopper. Got him this third to last pick. That's about the latest I think I've ever seen him gone. 
I don't know if you were uh, had them queued up there, Eric, but I did not. Oh man, this sucks. Shoppers team here. Not bad. He's the he's the uh, the jerk who took Chris Herndon for me. Thanks a lot, Shop. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Took both our guys. Do you have a best ball team anyone can join? Um, I mean, this league is filled. We're wrapping up the show. But, again, when we do this, uh, the next one, be on the lookout on Twitter. We'll publicize when we're going to do it. Try and jump in the draft with us. And uh, and I'm doing these things two or three a day. Uh, and they're a lot of fun. All right. Uh, let's go through uh, your squad real quick and then mine, and then we'll get on out of here. And, again, thanks again to Underdog. And if you have not tried them out, be sure to do it. Okay. Wilson, Allen, Barkley, Breida, Tevin Coleman, DeAndre Washington, Jarek McKinnon, Bryce Love, Lynn Bowden, um, and then wide receiver Schuster, Robinson, Lockett, Diggs, Brown, Preston Williams, Jalen Hurd, and Evan Ingram, Greg Olson. So um, any mistakes in there? Anywhere that you're like, ah, I really didn't need to pick that guy. Well, it never feels good to click Greg Olson. Um but well, you had a reason that, for it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, I mean, you're faster than he is, DB, so <laughs> that, that doesn't feel good. Uh, I think, so, you know, I'm so much into kind of the zero RB-ish build. That's a lot of my builds. Um, but when I get, like, a Saquon or a CMC or something, I think instead of, like, Brita and Tevin in that, you know, as my two, three, whatever, it should probably be taking more of the, like, super boom bust guys that kind of require an injury or something fluky that, you know, Tony Pollard, you took Latavius. I really wanted Latavius, but the guys who like Brita's <clears throat> Brita's more so uh, in my opinion, going to be like, you know, getting you, it, he has a role regardless, but he's probably yeah. never going to be, you know, a top 10, top 10 running back, kind of the same with Tevin. So I think when you take Saquon and, and you build like I did, you should be taking like, Latavius and Pollard and Madison and, and Edmonds instead of those guys. So that was probably a mistake. Yeah. I don't know what was on the board when Diggs was there, but that would have been a spot. I might've taken a running back that was a little bit higher up for you if possible. Um, but you salvaged it with, with Josh Allen. Um, all right, we'll go to uh, my team real quick and man, uh, I mean, mistakes, they're probably all over the place here. Um, <laughs> The one that uh, – uh, man. I mean, I didn't end up – I didn't end up stacking Washington. I guess that's probably my mistake mm-hmm. is I didn't take Haskins there instead of Darnold. That was – you know, I don't know why I suddenly got in this Darnold fix because of freaking Rashad Perryman. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I did when yeah. I clearly could have taken Haskins and then I had Sims – and uh and McLaurin already and I kind of just had the the old galaxy brain there so uh that's kind of what happened there so that's that's probably the mistake uh I had the only thing let me see give me a silver lining here uh by week eight there we go see Lamar and Haskins have the same bye week so I would have had to draft Uh a third quarterback anyway so that's my justification hey everybody uh thanks so much for joining us here today on this underdog fantasy best ball show uh we've got our best ball hot take show that's coming up that's going to be on the 
the football feed. If you don't have that, download that. Get that on the podcast stream because uh, our NFL content is going to be rolling out. It's going to be incredible as always this season, and you're going to want that podcast feed because you get new content fresh every single day for you, and we're doing things like this uh, best ball. It's going to be on that feed right before the DFS season kicks off. Eric, thanks for jumping on with me. It was a lot of fun today. And uh, look for more of these right here on Roto-Grinders. Check out Underdog Fantasy, a whole lot of fun. Until next time, I'm Dan Bach. Uh, Good luck and see you, everybody.